Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo. All right. So we're a little bit of time off. Uh, thanks to Benjamin Hockman for coming on for a little bit. Talk a little hockey. Uh, nice to do that uh, during the middle of the Cardinal season. I know he's very busy. So it was nice to get to know him and get a little talk to him. But Chris is back and we're going to focus on uh, a bunch of stuff. The Blues are very uh, I say active, but not active. If that makes sense. A lot of news, but not the news we're anticipating. I feel like there's a lot of pending things. Yeah, basically that's it. Like a lot of pending stuff, but not official like news news. Right. But we got the draft. We got the Blues getting a new assistant coach. The Blues is losing assistant coach. The Blues losing a goalie. Uh, picking up some uh, players, qualifying guys, not qualifying one player. So a lot of stuff going on. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to talk about all the rumors and other stuff that's going on real quick. We're doing this literally free agency eve. So Chris is going to have his, uh, he's got the Twitters up as I talk about stuff. Yep. So anything breaks as a recording. We're at about seven, a little after seven central time uh, the day before uh, the 12th. So we'll see what happens. So that's what happens when you record ahead of time. So knowing our luck, we'll record and the Blues will do something with uh, one of their free agents right after we get finished recording. That's how it works usually. Every, t- every time. So maybe this is the catalyst where us recording will be the catalyst of the Blues doing something. So first off, we'll talk about the Blues losing assistant coach, which has been kind of been rumored about since the offseason began, um, and which it's a really great story. So obviously, Jim Montgomery lost his job with the Dallas Stars due to a drinking problem, and he went into uh, rehab and came out, and the Blues gave him a shot as assistant coach for a couple of years. And let's be honest, the Blues offense and power play have been tremendous since he's taken over. Absolutely. I so, mean, I, I think that you can see – if there's if, if if Jim Montgomery has a legacy with the Blues, it's he fixed the power play. Yeah, the top five power play for the two seasons he was here, uh, and they helped a lot of the younger players out. So nothing like great things. People talk about him and working with Cairo and uh, Thomas specifically. And Thomas obviously has turned a corner uh, from a guy that we're hoping breaks out to a guy who broke out. Same with Jordan Cairo. So same. Uh, nothing you can say but great things. So he gets the head coaching job up in Boston now, replacing uh, Bruce Cassidy up there. So congrats to Jim Montgomery. So he That's gets a great damn job to get to. And it sounds like they're getting Bergeron and possibly David Krejci back up there. So it sounds like he's getting a couple of guys back, uh, big names back. So it's kind of interesting what they're going to do up there. Uh, but let's focus on the Blues. So it's funny. This must have been obviously coming. And the Blues had an idea who they wanted ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So they get a former blue to replace a former blue. So Jim Montgomery, a former blue. Uh, they get a former blue. And then he's Craig McTavish, which that was a name out of left field. So he played his final two years with the Blues, 95 through 97. Uh, he has 10 years of coaching experience. And what is the fun fact about Craig McTavish, Chris? Uh, was he not one of the last players to not have to wear a helmet? He was the last player to not wear helmets. So. He coached the Edmonton Oilers, including a trip to Santa Cup Finals in 2006. Uh, he's a head coach of the AHL uh, Chicago Wolves for a little bit. Kind of bounced around back to Edmonton for a while. And now he is with the Blues coaching again. So he, it's kind of interesting that he uh, that was the, co- the choice, which who knew that would happen. There's a lot of uh, head coaches. Obviously, the carousel has been going on during the offseason. Uh, Tortorello going to Philly. We talked about uh, Luke Richardson getting the Chicago job, uh, a couple other jobs still out there pending, but still it's interesting to see. So a good get, I think. I think so. You know, he's, he's a guy who knows the city, knows the team history. And I mean, those things don't in the grand scheme of things matter that much, but he's, he's someone that, you know, has a idea on what it takes to win both in and out of the blues franchise. And I think that, you know, all you need for him really is to come in and, and hopefully keep some of the things that 
Montgomery put into place status quo. He's obviously going to put his um, his fingerprints on the team, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I think there's worse people out there. I, I'm, I'm fine with this pickup. Yeah. So not only did the Blues get a new um, assistant coach after losing one, had a bunch of changes organizationally-wise in the front office. So another former Blue returns to the team, and he now has officially had three positions with the Blues. He was a player, a coach, and now a senior advisor to a general manager. And that's Scott Mellenby, who was with the Montreal Canadiens for a long time as assistant general manager. And he was thought to be the guy that was going to be the general manager up there for quite some time. Uh, things just didn't work out, and obviously they changed uh, things up up there, and he was a, basically a free agent. And then he scouted for the Blues for a while after his career was over, so he's been around the team on and off for, since he's stopped playing. Right. Uh, so that's kind of cool to have him back. Tim Taylor is now officially your director of player personnel. Uh, a couple of other guys moved around. The big one uh, that people will recognize, honestly, is former Blue Chris Thorburn, who obviously was a cup winner, only played – Two minutes of time that season, and you know it counts. It counts. One minute and fifty nine seconds. He makes a joke about it, but he is now a player development coach. It's very cool. Um, if you know his story, he has a he has a child with special needs and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, it was, and uh, watching the there was I know they had a video on him. Uh, very hard for him his last year there because Blues called him up to be a black ace near the end of the season, uh, just so he could be close to his family. And the Blues, that's and he was so close to his team, and like he was the third person to get the cup. If you ever watch the Blues celebrate, yep. he is literally it's handed off to Steen, and Steen hands it to him. And that was they taught, and they, apparently the players agreed ahead of time, and it was a big surprise. And Thorburn talks about it. If you ever watched the game seven, um, in their eyes that they showed, they know they showed it during the Blues, uh, Blues Day this year on Fox yep. Sports Midwest, and he talks about it, a little thing, and he was shocked, and they all talked about. Um, he knew it was his last season, and so did you know. Um, I have it in my eyes who it is right there, who was with him. It's with St. Louis as well. Oh, he, um, hold on, Chris, it was Thorburn Butler. Butler. Thank you. They both were talking about it. They knew it was like their last season, so when they got the chance for the cup, you know how special it was. And he didn't, and Thorburn, you know, was kind of getting choked up talking like how important it was. Like the guys considered how close they were to give him the cup soon, anyway. I digress. So very cool that he is still with the organization and still around. So all those changes happen. Great uh, stuff. You probably won't see, but I like that the experience that they're bringing in and guys that are familiar with not only the team, but they played with the team in the past and they're familiar with the city. And that's important, I think. So let's see, what are we at next on my list here? Uh, One player has a shoulder surgery. That is Alexia Torpachenko. It's going to be out to at least December now. It kind of sucks since he kind of had a, a breakout year near the end there. You know, pencil him in yeah, on the fourth really line. Did. So, fortunately, he will not be ready in time for the season to start. So, there's another spot for somebody to get in there. So, maybe somebody like him, Clem Costin, can maybe start things back up. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but Torpachenko out, unfortunately. So, that's a spot the Blues will have to pick up either internally or externally coming up in the next few weeks uh the big one talk about is the draft so yeah the draft comes along the blues have five picks going into there they traded away obviously their second round pick in the pavel bushnevich trade and also they lost their seventh round pick when they uh in the year prior so uh but they wound up making six picks why they get six picks chris they made a pretty darn good trade here. Um, the Blues are not going to sign Billy Huso. Yep. Uh, and that's pretty obvious by the contract he got. And he goes, and I'll ask you this question. Is it really weird they're making trades with Detroit quite often? No, not anymore. I mean, with there being an East with an Eastern Conference team, to me, making a trade with Detroit is no different than making a trade with the Rangers or Pittsburgh or Washington or anyone else. If it was in the division still, I would find it very odd. I mean, historically, um, it feels weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, just yeah, I get we it. Had that I, rivalry, you know. But I, I mean, get it. I get like, it. Not gonna... back in the Norse Division days. Yeah. Um, but with them being, you know, not just a different division, but different conference, it doesn't bother me. I'll tell you right now. I'm sure there was an offer from Edmonton for Huso. 
but do you want him in your in your conference or do you want to send him as far away from you as you can where you want to see him once a year maybe yeah and i think that's i think that was a factor i think that all things being equal um you know the ability to send him somewhere where you're only going to play him twice a year and if you play, face him in the playoffs it's going to be for a cup um was probably a factor yeah so they can pick up the extra pick which winds up being a third round pick 73rd overall so you get two third round picks now which is uh not bad so you need to restock the cupboard obviously um Huso immediately signs a to Detroit for three years, 4.75 per year. So he gets paid after um, the year he had. So good luck to him. He joins a lot of former Blues there. That would be Jake Wallman, uh, Oscar Sundquist, and Robbie Fabrier there. So he joins a lot of cup, former cup winners there. Uh, so it's kind of like the Blues, kind of Blues cast-off <laughs> team right now, which is interesting. But, uh, yeah, so good luck to him. I think that's a good contract for them. They have a nice – young goaltending duo up there in Detroit with a lot of cap room now. So hopefully they can work out for him and everybody else there. So the blues wind up keeping their first round pick, which we talked about in the past might not happen, but uh, they want to keep them. Uh, the guy I really wanted the, the blues a pick got picked two picks ahead by Pittsburgh and that'd be Owen Pickering, which was a, a defenseman. Uh, so I was kind of, kind of stinks that he was uh, not there, but the blues go with, uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, a right winger uh, from the U.S. National Development Program. Uh, really good power play guy, seven power play goals. He was ranked number two on the team uh, behind the third overall pick, Logan Cooley, who went to the Arizona Coyotes. Barely uh, has a NHL shot already. He has the he gets in the Ovechkin shot, Ovechkin area, and he gets that on the power play. That's the kind of thing right. I saw. Seems like he's worked on his skating, according to what I was reading. He was ranked 11th among North American skaters in the going into their draft. 24 goals, 39 assists, total in 59 games. He is from Minneapolis, and he is going to University of Minnesota in the uh, next year to develop there. So you'll probably see him there for at least two years. I would think so. You think, and he's on the time to develop. And that's a Minnesota's not a bad program, considering they're winning coming off back to back NCAA championships. Correct. Uh, so, and I, well, thanks, thanks to our friend uh, Bon for the uh, nickname. I think Bon, I think Bon and John and Venus came with the nickname. And if you want to run with it, we're going with hashtag Snuggernuts for now on as a as a I'm name for that. for Jimmy uh, Jimmy Snuggerud. So. We're going through just the picks the rest of the way through and not going in depth. Obviously, the top pick is the one we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, I would like to get more defensemen here, but because the Blues have a very thin defensive core right now, but uh, I guess you got to go with the best player available. And I'm just, I've never not been a good draft guy. I just I just knew a couple of the defensemen to brush up on ahead of time, and of course they don't pick any of those guys. So, um, but we'll take it and see how he turns out. Uh, and as Chris pointed out before we hit the uh, crack the mics here, he loves the word uh, uh, super. Super. Oh, boy. Watch his interview with Andy Strickland right after he was drafted and get yourself a couple of cans of whatever your favorite adult beverage is and uh, take a drink every time he says super. So, like I said, that's a, I haven't seen it yet, so I will watch it after this. Well, I'm going to post it on our, uh, on our socials after this so you can see what we're talking about. It's on the Blues website as well, so I'm looking at it right now. So, Snuggerud is your 23rd overall pick by the Blues, and the pick they got from the Billy Huso trade, they go with, here we go, our favorite thing, have Jason mess up all these weird names, Alex Santeri Kasamaki. Yep, that's sure. Yep, we're going with a center out of Finland. Uh, so, he has a very very good skilled center. So, pass first guy, so we'll take it. Uh the, their original third round pick. This is finally get some defense. Uh, they got left hand defenseman Michael Bush. Oh man, I almost said something there that I should have. Bush Inger. Awesome. My, that could have been really bad because I tried. I said it too fast, and that would have turned out very bad. Uh, so we'll leave with that. Michael B. It's who we picked in with the 88th overall pick. I almost said that way too fast, Chris, and that could have turned out really bad for us. That could have been bad. Okay. Uh, here we go. Another good name. Round four, 120 of our Arseny Korymasilov, Russian defenseman out of St. Petersburg, a defenseman, four goals, 15 assists in junior. 
Uh, okay. And this is where we load up on defensemen in the later rounds. Round five, hey, man, round three and five through five, they found some really good defensemen. Obviously, Colton Pareko was found in the third round. Sure. You never know what you're going to get in the later rounds. Mark Andre Godot is your uh, not not. He's the I was a Gal Godot. Maybe he's, he's related. Maybe I'd be he's awesome. Of, I'd be, he's out of the queue. Uh, so 13 goals, 25 assists. Uh, right winger Landon Sim is out of London, Ontario. The London Knights very familiar with that program. That's where Robert Thomas came from. So mm-hmm. uh, his dad was a. Uh, John Sim, which that name sounded familiar when he's a former NHL player and he played the Dallas Stars and he works for the Blues as a part-time amateur scout. So there you go. Uh, so that's about it on draft-wise. So you never know what's going to happen with these guys going forward. Um, your sixth-round pick might be the star. Your first-round pick might be the star. Statistically, as you get later rounds, the lesser chance you find a guy who makes the NHL. That's just that's just statistically Agreed. that's statistically what happens. Uh, just if I you think go, if you, you could, look at it, you could say that for pretty much any sport. To be quite honest, yeah. So interesting to see what happens there. Prospect camps going on right now. Uh, all the guys are in town. They might not be participating. Uh, neighbors is not participating, and the World Juniors now are not during the season this year. They delayed because remember the COVID hit and they only played a couple of games. So they rescheduled it for later in the year. So Jake neighbors came out today and said, I'm not going to play in the world juniors. It was a tough decision, but my main goal is to make the St. Louis blues. And I commend him for that. After winning a championship this year, he's is a little banged up. He said he is not, he is not participating like in heavy drills. For this, I think he – I saw him on the ice for, like, one practice to do, like, one skate, and I think that was it. Uh, they were holding out Matt Kessel as well. They're also uh, – Bolduke wasn't doing much skating either. So, um, not doing ev- all the practices and stuff, but I think they're doing some stuff. So, I think they're holding out some guys based on um, how much they played and how deep their seasons went, basically. Yeah. So, uh, Blue schedule is out. Go check that out for any of the games that uh, you want to watch. There's a bunch of different, you know, a lot of Saturday games, which are great. That's always the best thing. The Blues start their quest for the Cup for the 2022-2023 season on October 15th at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sweet. So question is, you know, they have nine Saturday games, 14 backs-to-backs. Their big break is at the end of January, the 31st through the 10th. Regular season finale is against the Dallas Stars on April 13th. So it's a little bit, you know, normally the first week, uh, first week of April is when it used to wrap up. So the 13th is when it's wrapping up. The reason it's doing that is because in the collective bargain agreement, now the Blues have, not Blues, but all NHL teams have a week-long break built in now compared to what they used to. They used to not have that week-long break, which is why the season's a smidgen longer than it used to be. So, yes. Uh, the question is, let's get into rumors. Those are the fun things. Before I take back, before we do that, Blues extended the qualifying offers to six restricted free agents. Uh, the guys you'd think they did, they did. Nico Mikola, Scott Pronovich, Clem Cawson, Hugh McGinn. They resigned today to a regular contract, uh, one year, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand uh, two way deal. Uh, Nathan Todd and Will Bitten, who was uh, came on in the playoffs and played really well. They did not qualify Tanner Kaspik, a former fourth round pick. Uh, so he is a UFA. Um, Are you surprised that they offered um, Costin a deal? At the very minimum, I think they can. It's just a body to them. He can at least. Yeah, be, I mean, I guess he's an asset. He's an asset at least. That's the way I look at it. Do they do they have the hopes of him being a like top six guy anymore in NHL or even top nine guy? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're hoping they can maybe he can be a guy that just is uh let's be honest, the way Toprochenko played this year is what we thought Costin would be. I agree. I agree. So unfortunately, I think um he is now just a a guy, unfortunately. The prospect tag I think is off him now. I think it's just turning into a uh I say a floater, what's the word looking for? A guy who goes between the AHL and NHL. During the year, he's a call-up guy. He's going to yeah. be like a Nathan Walker type of guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. We had higher hopes for him being a first-round pick. Uh, there's some first-round picks that never make the NHL, so I guess him coming up and having a, a handful of goals so far is better than nothing. So true. I mean, this is true. Um, 
there has been a little bit of news in the last five minutes that doesn't directly affect uh, the Blues, but indirectly could. Okay. Apparently, uh, I'm reading from multiple people that it is done that Johnny Hockey is not coming back to Calgary. Why is that important for the Blues? Well, if Johnny Hockey ain't coming back to Calgary, that kind of starts the sinking Titanic that is the Calgary Flames, which namely puts Matthew Kachuk into play. So, you know, a lot of people right now are saying that, like I'm listening to one that I'm looking at one that says, um, now that Kachuk might be available, the teams that lose out on Johnny Hockey might want Tarasenko. And if Tarasenko is dealt, that obviously opens up a lot of room for the Blues to make a move. Now, Kachuk is not an RFA this year, is he? He is an RFA. but He is. Okay, so he is available to be signed to an offer sheet. If you would like to, yes. I figured the amount of money he wants is going to cost you probably four first-round picks. Because if he's wanting, his qualifying offer is $9 million. So anything above the 7 point, I think it's 7.5, 7.6, I have to do the exact thing. It's right. basically you're looking at four first-round picks or three first-round picks or something like that. So it's it's quite a hefty price tag, and that's if, if Calgary wants to go that route, they can, but I think they'd probably try to trade for at least somebody who's NHL-ready and maybe a pick or two. Do we know what the status of Tarasenko's no-trade clause is? Has he waived it entirely? Is there a list of teams? Apparently, from what I have on my notes here, early on, he had a list of teams. Right. As the offseason went on, supposedly, he opened it up to more teams, if not the whole NHL. Um, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I think he probably opened it up to, like, early on, he's like, I want to go to good teams, which, obviously, sure. but the good teams are pretty much capped out, or they can't really accommodate what we want, or offering virtually nothing for you, or we'd have to eat part of your salary. Right. Luckily, with the season he had now, we can kind of think that he would be, you know, more people would want him. Agreed. Um, I think so yeah. the, the wild card of the situation is, where is he going to sign? Because as Johnny Average Blues fan, I'm sure the thought is, well, why don't you just trade Tarasenko to Calgary and get uh, Matthew Kachuk? Well, two things. One. Calgary has one to do the deal. and. He wants to go there. Correct. And he wants to go there for more than a year. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I think the Blues would bend over backwards to sign Kachuk. I think Kachuk wants to come here. Um, I don't know if Tarasenko would be willing to sign a deal in Calgary. But I think if I'm Doug Armstrong, I'm on the phone with Tarasenko's agent right now and trying to work out either a sign and trade or something like we did with Huso, where, you know, the deal's in place with Calgary and we're trading the rights and he's going to resign or something. Um, yeah. Like an extensions in play or something like that ahead of time. Because it just seems like right now you have two teams in the St. Louis blues and Calgary flames that are both heading towards the same iceberg which is you're going to lose one of your best offensive players because they don't yep. want to be there. And possibly two with Calgary. Yeah. And, and clearly, we know that there's interest on the Matthew Kachuk side to come to St. Louis. The wild card is going to be, can the Calgary Flames convince um, Vladimir Tarasenko to sign there? Or maybe it's not Tarasenko. Maybe it's Tory Krug and Parts. I don't know what it is, but I think that if, if if this is true and Goudreau is in fact out and he's told Calgary I'm gone, that this 100% puts Matthew Kachuk in play for something tomorrow. They will be smart to maximize it now and get every – because if you get – you trade Matthew Kachuk now – you get the chance to sign him for eight years. So there's, you can, so Doug Armstrong really loves to drag the AAV out so you can yep. lower AAV for of course, future cap purposes, which makes sense. If the guy wants nine mil a year, fine. 
give him eight years at nine mil instead of like the 10 or 11 possibly that he might be wanting. So you say, Hey, if you sign here regularly, it's seven years and $11 million, which, okay, maybe you want to do that. Or maybe you can do eight years at nine and a half and you still get the same amount of money, but Hey, I get you for another year. Here's the official, uh, official tweet from uh, Frank Saravelli, who is his daily face title. Yeah, yeah, the daily face-off, yeah. He says that uh, Johnny Goudreau has officially informed the Calgary Flames that he will not be returning to Calgary. It was an emotional conversation for both sides as the Flames rolled out the red carpet to keep him. A massive offer was presented, but as reported, this was not about money. Yep, supposedly the report was eight years, 10 mil. Wow. Per. So that's uh, quite a bit. Real quick, and we were talking about Matthew Kachuk, and I have this to bring up. Uh, so obviously, which will lead into our other conversation about another blue possibly not returning due to cap reasons. Um, in the same article about that blue, Jeremy Rutherford reported, there has been a lot of chatter surrounding the possibility of the Blues landing Matthew Kachuk from Calgary. As recently as last week, and this article is posted today, as recently as last week, a league source told The Athletic there was a reason to think that it could happen, but a source close to Kachuk then said the Flames had put the idea of trading him on the back burner for now. That could well, obviously have changed with Johnny Gurdjieff stuff because if for maybe, sure, because Calgary has not a from looking at the prospect pool rankings, they rank below us. Yep. So if you think you're losing John, now you've lost Johnny Gurdjieff, which you possibly could have traded his rights for something. Yes. I mean, not much, but considering what you're losing with Matthew Kachuk. If that happens again for this season, he doesn't now with losing your line mate who basically got helped you get to almost 100 points this year. Uh huh. The reason for staying goes there is down. No, there is no reason to yeah. stay. So that's a big. So to me, if you're the GM of Calgary now, you got some money to play with, but at the same time, the rumor is is that they might go after Vander Kane to replace Johnny Hockey, which, okay. Well, but but also that, but we've also learned we've seen the Dustin Bufflin pick of him flipping off Vander Kane, and he's worn out his welcome on numerous teams. Yep, Kachuk, who knows? Maybe maybe not gets along with him. Who knows? If he doesn't, that's another reason to get out of there. And then Calgary goes from this team that was flying high, possibly on the rise, to back to the middle of the road team. Working to me that it's always perennially in the playoffs, but not always a cup favorite. Can I throw the wild card into this mix? And I don't expect it to happen because I think this other team I'm going to bring up is in full on liquidation mode and they're not looking to bring on big contracts. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised if Patrick Kane goes somewhere tomorrow as part of a deal. Apparently Um, he said he wants out. Yeah, today, as of today, so the rumor was by a Chicago. I don't know who, which radio guy. I, I don't have that because everything's a yeah. top radio Chicago radio sports guy or whatever it was. Never sure. said who it was. Sure. So every time I try to look up who it was, I can't find it. But um, supposedly he's told management after the the, the Blackhawks pretty much liquidated everybody. Oh, fire sailed it this week. They fire sailed the whole thing, at, and they got they just went after picks in the in the very questionable picks on top of that. Yeah, in the first round. So now you're looking at him and Taves are about the only ones left. And ain't no one taking Taves. Demarkit got traded. Uh, they're not qualifying. All the which is real quick fact: all the Strom brothers, all three of them, are free agents now. Wow. One, two didn't get qualified, and one's a UFA. So very interesting. So now they're all UFAs, which is interesting. But anyway, that's besides the point. Chicago's out there. Chicago's weaker. Arizona's crap. Yeah. Dallas is. Dallas middle of the road. And I'm, that's just fact. Nashville got better. Nashville got McDonough. So you can say at least defensively got better. They re-signed Forsberg. Okay. Yep. They got sorrows. They can be a surprise team better than Dallas. Not as good as Colorado. Minnesota's gotten potentially worse trading Fiala for a draft pick. Yeah. Um, going with flurry trading Talbot today. Yeah, um, which I don't blame I, Talbot at all. By the way, let's let's put that out there. I don't blame Talbot one bit. Oh yeah, for saying, you got screw you guys, I'm out. Yeah, so they who knows about them? They resigned Jacob Middleton, so they're kind of. I think Minnesota will be around. I don't know how I they'll be. Too. Can we? Let's also say. I don't think they're going to fall off a ton, but I don't think Colorado is going to be the same Colorado team next year. 
Yeah, they lost. Uh, they're officially Kemper is gone, which we were never sold on Kemper anyway. They no. picked up uh, Georgiev, who could work out for them. Yep. I don't know. Like he's he's a good young goalie, but maybe in the maybe in the Colorado system he'll do better. Um, less he kind of like he kind of reminds me of Billy Huso. Like started off really good, a had a kind of a crap year, so maybe he starts to come back under a better system. They re-signed Nushkushkin today. Yep. Um, it sounds like they're probably gonna lose Kadri. They're probably gonna lose a couple other guys. Uh, Barakovsky's going there, so I mean they're gonna lose some guys. Uh, so they're, they're gonna, gonna be... they're gonna lose. Who's the guy who they the defenseman they brought in from the Ducks at the deadline? Manson. Manson will be yeah, gone. Manson they, wants to go back to the Ducks. The guy who uh, dented the cup, uh, Abu uh, Kabal, or whatever his name is. I forgot his name. Um, he uh, got he didn't get qualified today. That's the other thing, which we're not going through the full list. There's a lot of guys who were RFAs and did not get qualified this year. They, yep, the list is lot. astounding to me. Um, the Ducks have a couple of guys. I was surprised. Sam Steele and Sonny Milano were two that jumped out at me. Um, the Capitals did not qualify Samsonov. Which so they're pretty much there. Sounds like they're going, they traded uh, uh, away. Then they, so basically, have no goaltending right now. Yeah. Phoenix Copley is their top goalie. Um, That's not good. And so they're probably going to go with Kemper. So if Samsonov's out there, it sounds like, and wrap this around to Blues stuff real quick. First off, goaltending, Charles Ling, Charlie Lindgren is uh, probably going to free agency, it looks like, according to yep. multiple reports today. That's mildly surprising. I kind of thought the Blues would get him cheap. Um, apparently, he wants a one way deal. Sounds like from what the insiders are saying that the Blues want a more seasoned backup, which yeah. I, I guess I understand. Um, because right after that, you already have Hoffer, which you only had two or three games, and he looked okay in NHL, but still very yep. green. He's got some room to grow, so you want him to be in the minors as much as possible. So Samsonov could be the guy that if they get him on the cheap, who knows? Um, yeah, so the Blues. No Charlie Lindgren, and I guess the biggest surprise of all of them is fan favorite David Perron. Yeah, you know, man, I, I let's get into this because I think this is deeper than than people understand. This is not the St. Louis Blues not wanting to sign David Perron. This is not David Perron not wanting to stay with St. Louis. I, as we got into it with one of our friends today, who, for being a smart sports person, just doesn't understand hockey and money i I don't know why um there's no salary cap room for this team yeah they got nine million which is which you think is a lot but you think about who they have to kind of potentially do they don't have that much room really yes now if something happens between now and what is it 1 p.m eastern tomorrow yeah so noon central so noon Noon central noon central if something happens between now and noon and the blues make a trade and it frees up space I could see them signing him. I also, what we know of Doug Armstrong, I'm sure he has told David Perron, before you sign the contract, bring it to us. And if we can match it, we will. I don't think this has anything to do with anything more than pure dollars and cents. I think the Blues made the best offer that they could afford to make to Perron it was a low offer. I don't blame David Perron for being upset about it, but this is the business of sports. You know, I don't think anyone in the NHL thought that we would have a flat salary cap for what the third year. It only went up $1 million. So, yeah. So when, when you're faced with that and keep in mind, the big names, the blues have to resign next year. They don't have a lot of working money and they've got a lot of things they have to, they have to sign. Yeah. They have to mind you. I know they're going to get room and people have brought that up today. It's like, so you have Thomas and Cairo off the books, but you know, obviously you got to resign, but they're 2.8 mil going to their next salary. Yep. Um, you potentially have Tarasenko gone. Mm-hmm. You have well, more than he will give you. Be honest. Well, he's gone. be honest. He's gone one way or so, another. He's gone. If, if he's off he, the books this year or next year, it's all, if he plays, through this year, he's not going to resign you for all intents and purposes. It sounds right. like, um, which I think you need to get something out of that asset, but that's just me. I know Andy Strickland feels differently. I think you need to get something out of the asset. If it's there, I'm not saying trade him for nothing, but also at the same time, if there's potential to get some, a good player or some pick up a good player and a pick or something like that. Yep. I think I you look into it, but 
if there's nothing there, then keep them. That's what I, I agree on that point. If there's nothing there, yes. it's worth it. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. So you have Ryan O'Reilly coming off the books. So your two biggest contracts are off the books, but you're going to resign O'Reilly. And you got to think he's going to get not 7.5. I'll be, I mean, obviously, but I think a solid six a year, at least three or four years at six mil. That sounds very doable for your, let's, let's be honest. Thomas is your number one guy. One A, one B, you're going to say. So with, with, with uh, O'Reilly getting older, he'll slide down the depth chart to probably your third line center by the end of this contract. Unless you sign it for a very long time, which that'd be weird, but I, I get it. At this point, he's bought himself a new contract due to what he for sure did in he 2019. Has. So, oh, I mean, look, man, he's he's been the most consistent player since he's been here. Him and Perron were the two guys who carried this team last year. So, which is why the Perron thing's mild, at least mildly surprises me. But you have to, like you said, you have to consider the cap for future. Yeah, seasons. You, you just have to, and that's and that's what sucks is like. I don't. I truly don't think this is a, a, an issue of the Blues don't want to pay what he's worth. They just like they're handcuffed, and there's yeah. only so much they can do. And, and let's go back to the David Backus deal. We know how Doug Armstrong feels about aging players, and and I get that every year since 2019, David Perron has increased in in stats. I get that. That's not going to last forever. There will be a drop off eventually. I mean, it's eventually there will be. And who, but who knows well, how big will the drop off be? And that's the unfortunately, that's the risk you take too. Is the drop off yeah. going to be going from a 26 goal score to a 20 goal score, then maybe a 15 goal score, and then yeah. he's stuck in that range for a while, which okay, fine. As a third or fourth line, third liner, cool. A power play specialist guy, sure. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I think that's him. just that's unfortunately what happens. He's 34. Yep. be 35 this year. So that's just what happens. Dude, I think that you can compare him to two players, David Backus and Alexander Steen. And, you know, this city lost their mind when Doug Armstrong didn't cough up the extra year for Backus. And we saw what happened. You know, Backus had, what, two years in Boston that were productive? Mm-hmm. And then it was game over. Yeah, then three years of not. Two in the next two years, he basically spent like the Stanley Cup year. He, he only played the, one he Stanley the, Cup final. He played yeah. one game. And he I was on the bench that, rest of the time. And he was I, pissed about that. You and me, like real talk, I think he played one game because of who the opponent was. Yeah, I 100% agree. And then after I, they, if they were playing San Jose, I don't think David Backus sees a minute of time in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and he wasn't on the bench the rest of the series. But I think I think he played maybe games one and two. I think after they lost game two, I think he was on the bench the rest of the time. He did not play in St. Louis. I know that. And, Um, you know, yeah. So, and I think Steen could be the better, the better comparison for Perron. I think you look at Steen as a guy who was, he was here as a goal scorer, but, you know, age caught up to him. And by, by that 2019 season, he was a fourth liner. He contributed, but he wasn't the Alex Steen of years past. Um, I, I would like to see something happen and I've, everything I'm reading says that the door is not closed between. Yeah. They're very cordial. They're cordial. Yeah. So it still could happen. Like wouldn't be surprised if we're talking right now and we get a notification saying they'd figure out an agreement. Here's the thing. And I'm just going to be real honest. I think someone out there like Toronto or someone who needs a David Perron is going to overpay someone who, who who needs players and has room is going to offer him a ridiculous amount of money. And if you're David Perron, as much as you love the fact that you've only ever signed contracts in St. Louis, if this is your last one, like loyalty and, and loyalty and three fifty gets you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, you got to go, you got to take the money. And I, I don't think anyone here could blame them. I wish him well. He'll always be a blue, but go get your money. Yeah. I don't blame anybody for going and getting extra money. Cause you only have a limited amount of time as a player. Um, I trust me. And I still want to sign David Perron. And I really, yeah, me too. I, I'm at the point where I like really almost, a, I wouldn't be sad about overpaying him because it's one of those things where, like we know the story, like he's always signed a contract here. He's never signed a contract, no matter what team he's been with. He's always signed contracts here. 
Yeah. And I'd always think that just makes me think that, man, this is a guy who really like, loves St. Louis. And that rings, that you know, gets me, you know, that makes me like, man, I'll give him whatever he wants. I don't care. And then, but yeah. by the time I also get That's the, the fan whole side point. of you. Yeah, it is. It hundred percent is, but also I get the, the but the, you know, other side of me where I think about it and, you know, obviously we're over, that's why we have a podcast. We're over analytical about things sometimes. And you think about the future and our hopes of getting the next guys here can be in a contender, uh, like having David Prawn at 6 million for the next three years. Is that worth it? Then at 6 million is caught up to not spending on somebody like Matthew Kachuk or somebody else that's out there. Yep. And part of me is Keep like, in mind. do you want a 25 year old Matthew Kachuk for eight years after that? Or do you want dead, uh, 36 year old, 34, 35, 36 year old David Perron and for those years? You mentioned these two names just a bit ago. Both Jordan Cairo and and Robert Thomas are going to get a pretty substantial bump in pay. And what kind of line would it look like? And I know we're going to keep talking about it because it's like who the Blues fans want the most. And he it sounds like it's a thing that wants to happen. How would that line think about it for years to come? That's your, this is your line now: Robert Thomas, flanked by Jordan Cairo and Matthew Chuck. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I am that's okay some, with that's that. That's something that keeps your window open for years yeah not for another year years so you're talking going into the future you have three young guys that are locked in now and you can work on building a team around that line now your defense is kind of locked in for the next five years you get the next left-handed defenseman which who knows what's going to happen um i saw rumors anywhere from them still talking to nick letty um i, I heard that that's happening too um the guy, if I'm looking at UFAs right now, I think would be the best possible fit, depending on money-wise. If you can get him around about four, hit the little raise for him, about $4 million. He was in Calgary as uh, Zadorov. Um, he's a he's basically primarily a defensive defenseman who clears the crease. Yeah. Not a huge fighter or whatever, but he's a bigger guy. So I think that's somebody you look at. It won't cost you any assets. Um you got to think Doug Armstrong is trying to figure out the Marco Scandella thing. I don't think he's that type of GM to just put him on waivers and just hopefully some team will pick him up. And then that's how you get rid of that contract. If he doesn't want it, say like Arizona wants him, yep. but he doesn't want to go to Arizona. So you throw him on waivers because the no trade clause is getting in the way. And then they just put a waiver claim in on Marco Scandella and Marco Scandella goes to Arizona. I agree. It'd be great because that clears $3 million for a guy that's primarily your sixth defenseman at this point. Um, yeah, so Blues have some work to do, and so does Doug Armstrong. And part of me thinks this Johnny Gaudreau thing is the beginning of it. Um, Can we I, extrapolate for a minute before we before we move off the Kachuk thing? Go for it. I want, I, I want to expand out. This is all extraordinarily hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's say that between this year and next year, the Kachuk thing happens. You get Matthew Kachuk in St. Louis and the chemistry that we would imagine between Kachuk and Thomas and Kairou happens. And this team continues to make deep playoff runs. Let's yeah. not forget that. I know he just signed a seven year deal. Matt has a brother and yeah. It, Ottawa's you. making moves. I will yep. say this. Yeah, Ottawa's they're trying. Finally, they're trying. They're trying. But it seems like Ottawa finds ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. If that team doesn't turn shit around in the next couple of years, don't be surprised if Brady Kachuk says, I want out. And they find a way to, to work some sort of a deal where they split that salary. I mean, right now, you, you average it out, and it's just over eight, 8.1 a year. And I'm sure that's not flat every year. I'm sure it's going to go up and down. But there's ways to make that work, too. If you could get both Kachuk brothers in the next five years and have, you know, and have Thomas and have Kairou, dude, there's four young, highly skilled forwards that carries your team for the next 10 years. Yeah, and they're locked in on top of that. So you're locked yeah. in on... And you can work on building everything from here on out. And that leaves you with, and you have guys come up like neighbors is a definitely a very good complimentary piece right now. Yep. Well, Duke has the makings of being a solid price second or third line guy. And then as guys get older too. So 
as we talked about in the past, like as much as people like kind of crap on the Braden Shen deal, and he may, maybe he'll make a lot down the future, but that's a guy who could be on the third and fourth line as he's in his back, 100%. the back nine of his, uh, it's still make an impact on the game. Um, same it. with Ryan O'Reilly. If he's still signed for that time period, he's just yep. going to be a solid third line guy that could contribute offensively on the power play and win face-offs, important face-offs. Uh, and also be a very good team leader on top of that. Um, you, and yep. you have guys in the back end that are like, I think as much as the Tory Krug rumors that he's getting chopped are out there, I still think he's still a solid guy for right now. Um, I agree. I mean, I, I with, understand why they Falk, would be chopping him. But. Same with Justin Falk has turned into revelation. Yep. Um, as much as we've crapped on him in the past, uh, he's a fine second pairing guy. Uh, Colton Preco is locked in. Yep. So you, you're, you're set on, you're locked in now on guys. So now you, so you got, this next core coming up. And if you can wind up getting Matt Kachuk and in our dreams, probably Brady, maybe Brady Kachuk or whoever you wind up getting to fill in these things. But if you have these three young guys, that's going to attract guys to your team. And we haven't even brought up guys like Pavel Bushnevitz, yeah. uh, other guys who are still late twenties and still very good. Mm-hmm. So the blues are set. It's not all doom and gloom. Like as I, much I, as I we've get... talked about, like we're losing, you're losing out on the guys from the the I say old core from the core like the core has been passed throughout the years we've talked about this well, the Bacchus Oshi Berglund there then it kind of moved on to the Steen Bacchus Petrangelo uh, that kind you're of core losing you're losing the remaining pieces of your Stanley Cup team is what and that's doing. slowly going to happen and just in the regular it's NHL natural. guys move on um, Tyler Bozak is probably not going to get re-signed he might be re- who knows retiring who knows what happens with him yep. you know it's another Stanley Cup guy you're losing. Um, you know, Perron obviously could be lost. Um, just as we were talking, and we the guy we just talked about, Nikita Zadorov, is going to hit free agency. Not going to resign with Calgary. A big six-five defenseman. I talked about. I think that's a favorite for the Blues to go after. Yeah. Uh, especially if this Nicoletti thing is not going to work out, I think that changes the dynamic of your defense, which I think you need. As much as I liked Letty, um, I think change, getting Zadorov will change the dynamic of how things are, and I think that's a good thing. I don't sometimes. disagree. Sometimes you need to have that change up. And I think then you rely on you switch out Mikola and Perunovic as your number six, seven guys, depending on your matchups. You know, so I think that's kind of how it works. And Perunovic, which one of those guys work out, you move them up, you know, and then you have depth as well. As we noticed in the playoffs, you got to have some depth because if you don't have that depth for guys to fill in when the other guys are hurt or hurting, things are not going to work out very well. So uh, we talked about a lot of the rumors. I think let's see. Uh, all the big trades that have happened. Uh, let's see. The big one was to bring it. We talked about how Chicago is pretty much just giving up on life. Um, oh, here's another, uh, here's another free agent to hit the market. Scotty Bowman just tweeted out. I am no longer working for the Chicago Blackhawks. I've decided it was time to move on. Yeah. Apparently everybody wants to move on. So uh, <laughs> yet again, another big name that Chicago has gotten rid of. Yeah. So we talked about Georgia moving to Colorado. Um, one that irks, this is what irks me, Philadelphia Flyers. I don't really know what's going on there. They go out and acquire known, uh, known. Uh, can I say known racist? Is that is that good? Is that potential? Who are we talking about? Uh, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yeah, known racist. Known racist, okay. Tony D'Angelo uh, got his RFA rights, uh, or his UFA rights, and signed into a two-year, $10 million deal Uh offer some uh no it was an rfa so a bunch of picks and other stuff uh for tony d'angelo but so then they bought out oscar limbaum today who they you know kind of trotted out that you remember he's a guy who beat cancer came back and played this year um and they bought up so the for tony d'angelo they bought out the guy who beat cancer that sounds like a very philly thing <laughs> it's philly they have a mascot yeah. that beat up a kid i mean i mean what, what more do you want? Uh, and also another thing, like we talk about David Perron, uh, potentially and how kind of emotional. Uh, and, and here's the thing is, if Perron leaves and I see someone online sad about it, that sucks. I feel bad for that person. I feel bad when people lose their favorite player. We, one of our friends, uh, kids, long time ago, TGO, she got traded and she was a wreck and she, we, she was all over the news and got to meet TJ when he came back and everything, but she was a wreck. And that was like real emotion. Honestly, it was. Um, so if you see somebody online, who's kind of upset by it, let them be upset and just say it sucks. 
sorry you lost your favorite player. It is suck. Yep. It does. It does. Um, it, it really does. I was, I was devastated when we when um Brett Hall decided went to D- Dallas. I was. I was it yeah. really sucked as a kid. You're just like, that's the guy who got me in the hockey, and now he's not with the blues. Like, do I watch hockey still? Or you know, I don't even know what to do as a kid. Um in the same vein, Pittsburgh is losing Evgeny Malkin. Yes, they are. That, which is shocking. I get it. He's lost a step. He's not the same player he was. Um, I understand all that. He's a lot older than he used to be. But just considering how that team, how, I mean, remember, the NHL, they propped that team up. That was the first of, like, they propped that team up, and then they propped up the Chicago Blackhawks. Those are the two dynasties that kind of, they, I mean, they, let's, let's be honest, they still look back on Pittsburgh as a Crosby. They put them on national TV whenever they can. But that's Malkin and Crosby. That was, the, for a while, that's the, that was the faces of the NHL before they got around to McDavid and stuff like that. Malkin was very popular. He was up there with Ovechkin as the, like a, the most popular like Russian player for a long time. Absolutely and it's very was. odd to see Malkin not in a Pittsburgh uniform starting next year. So, Where do you think he goes? I wouldn't be sh- shocked if, because the team that needs a number two center very badly now after not signing Dylan Strom, uh, I would say... New York Rangers are a possibility to go all in. And I wouldn't be shocked if Chris Drury starts as, and the thing that's crazy is the last, whoever's there before, and I can't think of who it was, who built this team like through the draft and got all these great young players, which is why they've been very exciting the last couple of years. And he's slowly trading them all. And like the Bushnevis trade, people are kind of crapping on. Um, you got Shoskershkin who worked out very well um, as their goalie. Um, Defense is a work in progress. Everybody has some very good promising pieces, obviously, with Adam Fox winning the Norris and stuff. But um, it's kind of interesting if they start to tear it all down in favor of bringing in these big names like Patrick Kane, Evgeny Malkin, um, and that that works out for them. I don't know. But it is New York. I mean, you got to have big names. I mean, that's just at the end of the day, that's yep. just how it is, you know. So uh, I would, I saw Carolina and the Rangers batted around today. I saw Carolina too, um, and it wouldn't surprise me. I feel like he's, I feel like he's going to go somewhere. I, I wouldn't rule out Florida. If they got the room, I wouldn't be surprised. Another, uh, also Carolina has been one of the Carolina and Philadelphia. Apparently, the two guys that they apparently picked uh, for the uh, excuse me, they were front runners for Tarasenko. Sorry, like a blues tweet came up, and it was just. Uh, something we're going to get into in a second here so um yeah i think that's about all the news as of this moment so as of right now there's nothing else that's come up we'll kind of start to wrap it up there uh before we kind of go into our usual spiel about everything else um let's talk about is uh, this it yeah okay let me say hang on sorry i I have two screens up and i gotta go jump back here Mm. which one um no, yeah. uh, we're getting ready to talk about what I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get into it real quick before we, we have an announcement about. I'm uh, turning my camera thing. off so you can't see me. That's fine. You're fine, man. So um, before we get into, we have a couple of announcements about like uh, sponsors and all that good stuff, which we'll get into after this. But I think it's important we talk about this real quick. Yeah. And I know it's hard for Chris. So uh, we'll get into it right now. Uh, somebody that we're, Chris is obviously very close to, and somebody that I think all of us grew up listening to. For a long time, uh, over at the point, Jeff Burton that was announced this week that, uh, unfortunately, he uh, his cancer is getting the best of him right now, and he's been put to hospice care. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the Ridge Show, which I do on a regular basis, I know, um, you know, Chris is very good friends with everybody on the show, especially Jeff. Um, so our heart goes out to not only the guys on the show, up to Jeff Burton and his family, uh, every all his friends during this hard time. Uh, so it's been a very uh, long road for him. Unfortunately, just not working out for him right now. So hopefully he can be comfortable uh, over the next time he has left on this earth. So um, keep fighting, Jeff. So I'll turn it over to Chris if you want to say a couple of things. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So for those who don't know, and I think most people do, um, my handle of Hossapalooza comes from my time at the point where my on-air name was Hoss. 
that name was given to me by Jeff Burton when I was his intern in the mornings back when it was the Jeff Trisha Tom show. Um, there's no nicer guy on planet Earth and no more giving guy on planet Earth than Jeff Burton. And uh, he always had a joke. Some of them were probably what most, you wouldn't want to say around mixed company. Most, uh, most jokes, most. to be honest. Yeah. Um, the first gift that Jeff Burton ever gave me was a giant box of porn. Like, I, I think like 40-year-old virgin style. Giant box of VHS porn that he's like, I don't have a use for these anymore. You're in college here, have fun. Um, in regards to hockey, that guy set up the Blues versus Urge charity hockey games that happened. I'm sorry, not Blues, Point versus Urge charity hockey games that went on for, for many years. And I still have my Point hockey jersey that I, I break out every once in a while. Um, he was such a giant fan of the St. Louis Blues. I remember um, their rookie years. It was not uncommon, like multiple days a week, if the team was in town, that Jamie Rivers and Jim Campbell were in studio, just hanging out, being mm -hmm. part of the show, being the fourth and fifth members of the show. There were billboards in St. Louis of Jeff, Trish, Tom, Jamie, and Soupy all five of them on the billboard. That's how hardwired he got the St. Louis Blues with the point. I remember when the Blues traded for Chris Pronger and nobody wanted that trade. Nobody. Jeff was able to get him in the studio. And I remember we had a liner that said, hi, I'm, I'm Chris Pronger, newest member of the St. Louis Blues. Please don't hate me. I'll never forget that. Um, I could tell so many stories just about him and the blues, him, Jim Campbell and I chasing Wayne Gretzky through the basement of the enterprise center back when Gretzky was, was coaching Phoenix because we were all trying to get an autograph and we missed it by like three minutes. It was like, honestly, Keystone capers, like busting open doors. And like the, the team just went that way. And we go running down this hallway and open up this door. Like, it, it was He's such a good guy. And I know that there's always the um, the chance of a miracle. Um, and boy, if anyone deserves it, it's Jeff. Um, I'm not a big religious guy. And I'm not a big prayer. But um, I've been doing it a lot recently. And I would hope and ask for you all to do the same. Yeah, for sure. If... Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say, or I'm just going to completely lose it, is anyone who wants to send something to Jeff, I think the point said today that yeah, you they can said send that. Yeah, all your yeah. cards, letters, whatever, send it yeah, to the radio Check out the station. socials. I believe we, I've retweeted it, but just in case, I will double. Yeah. I will do it on all social medias. I'll put it out there. Um, I know there's an outpouring of everybody telling stories and yeah. – uh, about stuff with Jeff and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I've had loads of interaction most oh, of the times when with such you. a good guy. He's just um, such a good dude. But like, yeah, when last time I, I can remember had interaction with him was at the um, alumni all-star game during all-star weekend. We were, Oh at, yeah. 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 He was uh, commentating along with Riz and yep. he just made sure he like in between, right before they got started, he made sure he hopped out and came up and shook my hand and made sure he's like, Oh, how are you doing? It's good to see you again. And he's like, Jason. And I'm like, you remembered. Yep. Yeah, like, and that's the dude, thing with limited reaction, limited, yeah. limited interaction I've had with the man, and mostly with you, mostly just hanging out and stuff. And he still remembered, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, thank you!" Like, and it just kind of took me aback that you know, like to me, it's like a dude I listen to, and I say I mean, this is too much, but like you know, like star status to me is like a guy I've listened sure. to since the '90s. So, um, hey, dude, he's been he's been intertwined in that radio station since the day it signed on. Between the radio stations, I say St. Louis because the guy's been around doing so much stuff. He's always been a charitable yeah. guy, always helping yep. out with whatever he could, yep. um, even if it's with the radio station or on his own. Um, so, yeah, so uh, our prayers go out to that family. And hopefully, yeah, like you said, miracles are possible. So I really yeah. hope um, this is a chance that one of those happen, you know. So, Agreed. like I said, uh, so 
hopefully fellow not only friend fellow blues podcaster um, hopefully he uh you know things turn a corner and it get better but you know we're hoping for a miracle here so into that yeah so we'll uh we'll, we'll try to make the best transition we can here this is very that's <laughs> a hard a hard transition after that probably should have done this a different order but uh no, just, something came up something came up and i just saw it on there so i figured i'd get to it now because uh it was important that we get to that i thought i really want to make sure we said something um at least our little two cents you know since yeah. i know chris is very close with jeff and um and i've you know admired that man for a long time so uh before we get into our usual spiel here um i wanted to this is this is kind of like i say our season premiere kind of deal because i usually i usually wrap the season up with um the Santa Cup finals and usually the draft yeah. is like the beginning of the new season to me so it's kind of the season premiere episode has been going for a little over an hour now close to an hour so uh with the new season comes a new sponsor so uh wanted to bring them up and uh talk these guys have been pretty great um luckily this is something near my house which is awesome so uh altered state comics so uh check them out over at uh 671 big bend road over manchester missouri uh Nice little, pla- little plaza that's right in the same plaza as a, uh, excuse me, a Sonic. A, there's a quick trip across the street. They have a cool little shop, and I just love, I'm big. I'm a big comic book guy on top of being a big hockey guy. Uh, so having these guys on board is great. Also, these guys are big wrestling fans, so it makes it like a trio for me. So we got comics, wrestling, and hockey. So they love all three. That's the whole so, trinity. So we're all so it makes me uh, so Brandon over there and the, the guys that are over there really great. So they're going to be a partner this season going forward. So check out Altered State Comics, uh, alteredstatecomics.com. And they have some stuff up there. Uh, go ahead and any kind of comic need. They have collectibles there. They have a huge wall of Funko Pops as well. Uh, a massive wall. So you want to go there and you're looking for any from new ones to hard to find ones. Check them out. They got a great comic selection. So check out Altered State Comics this year uh, for any kind of needs for any kind of comics, collectibles. Uh, we'll have those guys. Uh, we're talking about having an event at their store. They got their one year anniversary coming up of the store being open on October 1st, right before the season starts. They got a big event going on there. We'll probably do something there uh, coming up soon. So keep tuned, stay tuned for all that. Uh, welcome aboard, guys. Glad to have you. Um, so, along with Alter State, we still have our usual uh, suspects. So, we still have Lucky Lola's. Well, if we get Lucky Lola's, we'll do uh, Rockstar Tacos. At the Gaslight Lounge, Will, uh, I'll say real quick for them, you need a job, go see uh, them, go to any of their socials, hit them up. They're looking for yep. servers and kitchen staff right now. Kick-ass place to work. Uh, Will and Rebecca are two of the nicest people that you'll know, and Will is an amazing uh, cook, and you will learn a ton of stuff from a, uh, let's call him a seasoned vet of the restaurant business. And so, congrats to them for making uh, the list. I think it was, was the, the Post-Dispatch or Channel 5. Yeah, one of those had the like, list of best tacos around. They got mentioned quite a few times. So yeah. they're pretty great. So uh, go check them out uh, over on Shaw uh, near the hill, near the Botanical Gardens. Hey, I just heard of Botanical Gardens. This is kind of like way off subject because I know somebody who works there. If you're going to go see apparently the corpse flower, you know what that is, Chris? The corpse yeah. flower. So I'm that aware. is starting to bloom right now. That's a very rare thing, apparently. So if you're going to go there, go see that. Go by Will's place first. Get some food. Then go smell a death flower real quick. And puke. Yeah. So it works out. Then you'll, so, then you'll be hungry again, so you can go back. Go to back. Will's get dessert. Because I know I know they have the Rich Show taco now. We need to go get that, by the way. Yeah, it looks great. So go check them out for all your taco needs uh, over there on Shaw Avenue. So... Also, we have Lucky Lola's. So Lucky Lola's a jalapeno sweet heat. They have their bratwurst. They have their meat sticks. And importantly, what do they have, Chris? Salmon rub, son. So go check all that out for your any of your barbecue uh, needs coming up. You, you did a little bit of the salmon uh, rub. Was it two weeks, three weeks ago when did some salmon here? Yeah, it was came good. Over and it was good. So it worked out. So I did that on the smoker and it worked out great. So go ahead and check all them out. Uh, they're available at Schnucks. Uh, what's another one of those places? Fresh Time is the other one I have on my list right here. And also at Kenrick. So go check those three places out for all your Lucky Lola's needs. Uh, and that's about, I think that's it. I'm checking Twitter real quick just to Same. make sure. Refreshing. Just to make sure before we have little on us because I'm trying to tell you, like we record and something happens. Apparently Albert Pujols hit a home run and high five Nelly. I'm seeing that like everywhere. 
Yeah. So apparently that's a thing. Yeah. Just, that just came up. Uh, and seven minutes ago, veteran Tyler Bozak still wants to play, but is believed looking for desirable fit. I saw that. He, he believes he can still play with the right team and role. So Tyler Bozak, maybe not done, but probably done with the St. Louis Blues, unfortunately. Uh, he had that's a, good a run bummer. Here. I liked him. I loved as much as I know you were more on board that beginning than I was about the Bozak thing. The thing I loved about him was the article he wrote for the Player Tribune. He's like, I just want to win a cup so damn bad. Yeah. And I came here to win a cup. And literally, that's what he did. So, uh, can't fault the guy. So, I am – he's a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, so, I really can't say anything. So, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thanks for tuning in. We've got another great season planned. We're going to have some – hopefully work on guests again. Like I said – it's been kind of funny because I had like some guests lined up and just slowly just like everybody's like, ah, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. But we're going to get it. So I have another guest lined up for next week. I believe I'm talking to him right now, uh, but we'll have the free agent frenzy starting tomorrow at noon on seven 13. Um, me and Chris will come back to you. Maybe we'll try to get one in this weekend. Maybe some yep. good blues news. Hopefully we'll see some blues re-signing some guys. Bring some new guys in. Who knows? Uh, I, I will say this. I, I think there's no doubt that this team looks a lot different um, by Saturday than it does right now. All right. Well, I'm going to put this question on Twitter real quick right before we leave. I forgot to do it today, but I'll ask you real quick as your last thing. October 15th is the home opener we talked about. Is Vladimir Tarasenko on the ice for the St. Louis Blues? Yes or no? God, that's a good question. My heart tells me no. My gut tells me yes. Um, my business mind says no. My heart says yes, because I don't think they're going to trade him. But that's just me. I think they want to. I think much like last year, I don't think Doug Armstrong is going to take pieces parts. I think, <clears throat> gun to my head right now, yes. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't. Let's I don't check. want that to be true, but. Yes. Well, we'll check out check out the poll on Twitter when next time we see what the results are, or maybe he won't be a blue next time we record. We'll see. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I know it was a bit of a longer one, but uh, I had a lot of to talk about, a lot of important stuff to talk about as well. So thanks again. Uh, another season, and hopefully we'll get a Stanley Cup winner this time. Yeah.